0: And now for the review of the day. All right. I got a one-star review. Oh, goodness. From Portland's uh, number one a realtor. Portland's number one realtor. He might be giving himself or she might be giving himself away right here. You sold your soul, Pat. Love the content. Been listening for years. But in the last few weeks, you've added so many ads in your podcast that's hard to listen to not even relevant ads either come on pat it looks so bad i'm sure you're not dying for the money sad face sad face sad face uh, you know i don't know how to react to something like this i mean you know here's at the end of the day uh, you know i've done close to 800 of these and 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 our original thought process when we we started this project was we would monetize it i uh, pay for employees pay for the radio show basically and make a profit by selling Rebus University courses. And what we found is the original prices that we're charging for our courses now are probably about a 10th of the cost of what we started out charging. And uh, this is relevant in the fact that, um, you know, we're selling memberships to all of our 17 courses for $127 a month now, where before it it, it could be, uh, you know, a thousand a month. And uh, so, we had to we had to make up the income uh by doing ads for other people rather than ads for rebus university Uh, i don't know what to uh, you know otherwise i wouldn't be able to edit it i wouldn't be able to uh, do anything with this i wouldn't be able to do the podcast and there's not and trust me portland's number one realer doing podcasts is not a a jackpot by any means for money and these guys that pay for these ads pay peanuts so Trust me when I say that's not the case, Uh, but it is what it is. I mean, we have to do it else, you know, we can't afford to keep running. It's it's silly. But anyways, uh, thank you uh, for the feedback. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please... Subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest. I've been waiting a long time, a long time because his schedule is so busy, man. He is doing like 150 speaking engagements a year. He's written 15 15- best-selling books or 15 Mac Daddy selling books. Many of them have been best sellers and you guys probably know him. So without further
1: ado, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, sir. Thank you very kindly. It's a pleasure to be on your network of amazing real estate people. Since they already know everything, anything I tell you today <laughs> will just be a review for them, unless you're from New York when you actually do know everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're both from the Northeast. I grew up in Philly. You grew up in Baltimore, or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. outside Baltimore? Yeah, right outside Baltimore. Yeah, and so we have a propensity to know everything.
0: Well, tell everybody a little bit. You know, give give a better bio
1: than I gave on yourself. Sure, if you would. Yeah. Um, I wrote the Little Red Book of Selling. It's the largest selling sales book of all time. I cold called in New York City for three years, where up yours is a greeting, and everybody wants a bribe. And I began to teach sales in the '80s. And I found out that most people don't really know, can't really understand the difference between why people buy and how to sell. Because why people buy is a thousand times more powerful than how to sell. Because if you, if you talk to somebody and I talk to somebody and you know how to sell and I know why they buy, I'm going to win every time. I'm going to win every single time. So i can give you a classic example. You walk into a car dealership, because we're all car salespeople, smell like cigarettes and coffee. And they come up to you, and if it wasn't for the word today, they couldn't start. Uh, Are you looking for a new car today? Do you want to lease or buy today? Do you have a trade-in today? Do you have a budget today? Like, dude, leave me alone. I have a little piece of paper here with the internet research that I've done. I know exactly what kind of car I want. I know exactly how much I want to pay for it. Can you please take this piece of paper to your daddy and see if he'll take my deal? Because if he doesn't, there's a guy down the street that will. And that's the new understanding that salespeople have already come. They've already done all the research. They've already done, they already know exactly what they want. But wouldn't it be cool if the car salesperson walked up to the customer and say, Hey, before we begin anything, could you please tell me how you use your car right now?
0: Hmm. Okay, that's good.
1: You see if I understand how they use it, mm-hmm. then I can understand everything about it. Is that the kind of car you're looking for? Okay, now tell me your favorite car in this whole building. And the guy looks around and goes, I like that one. Let's take it for a drive. Here's the keys. Can you, you mind driving? I got a headache. Okay, so
0: let let let's relate this to, to real estate because you know here's okay. a funny thing, there was a uh, there was an article that I read recently that was like they basically said that the real estate agents had it all wrong they thought that buyers today especially millennial buyers wanted like access to more houses which which is it's completely untrue because every single house pretty much is on the is on the internet for free and what they really exactly. wanted was was more one-on-one time more listening more e- engaging about you know tell me how you use your car today or you know that and a better explanation of the process without a bunch of freaking cliches and without a, a, a bunch of
1: exactly,
0: you know, whatever.
1: But let me, I want to give you an example of a friend of mine here in Charlotte, wealthy kid works for a commercial real estate land development company, wanted to buy a house in my neighborhood, called a real estate agent and says, I'm looking for a house in Dilworth. And the agent said, do you have a house for sale? And my friend hung up. What? Well, why are you asking me if I have a house for sale? I want to buy a house. Well, I'm just trying to help you. No, no, dude, you're trying to qualify me. I don't need your help. I just need you to listen to me. Now, this kid ended up buying a $500,000 house, recommended 10 of his friends to buy a house from the new real estate agent.
0: Well, that's interesting because a lot of agents now, you know, they they use what they call ISAs, which is inside sales agents, and basically an inside sales agent is reading off a script and qualifying the buyer. You have a mortgage
1: right now. Have you ever missed a payment? Yeah. Uh, What's your what? You know what? Tell me. None of it. your. Well, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go for it. I mean, uh, what, what Okay. So, honest uh, opinion uh,
0: of ISAs and that process is. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. None of your
1: fucking business. That's how I would look at it. <laughs> because I do I didn't come to get an interrogation. I came to buy a house. I want to buy a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars house. You're going to ask me what my mortgage payment is right now. None of your business. You're going to ask me if I've ever missed a payment. It's none of your business. You're going to ask me what my budget is. It's none of your business. I want a house. You want to sell me a house or you want to try to qualify me? Well, I don't want to waste your time. No, no, dude. You don't want to waste your time. Wow. Deep invest, invest a little bit of time in everybody and be friendly because all things being equal, people want to do business with their friends. All things being not quite so equal. People still want to do business with their friends. Become a likable person, and you know what? Even if I don't buy from you, I'm going to recommend you. Now, uh, let me th- let me throw one more thing at you. If I'm a real estate agent, I go, you know, uh, Mr. Jones, I'm going to find you the best house in Charlotte, North Carolina, even if I have to go get it from somebody else. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. For sure, I don't care, yeah. Exactly. You're my guy. I just I want to make sure. That when you move into the home of your dreams, that you buy me a bottle of wine. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't need toilet paper. I don't need paper towels. I don't need 409. I need something cool. And real estate agents, let me ask you this question because you're like the the real estate guru of all time, correct?
0: (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but keep going. All
1: right. well, (laughs) Let's go top 10. (laughs) Why do real estate agents go to closings?
0: Uh, yeah, because they want to, you know, have that closure where they shake their hand and ask for a referral. No, I don't know. They want to get they their.
1: Don't... They want to get their check. Oh, well, yeah. So that's the reason number one. They want to get their check. They're happy as hell. They're shaking
0: hands and they're and I, and hugging. I think, and I think there's some guilt there, too. You know what I mean? Like it, they want to show th- their guilt. I don't know how to say this. Yeah. They're guilty. They're getting a $10,000 check and they're like, well, the least I could do is show up and pick it up, right? I mean. Well, they want to go right
1: to the bank. (laughs) Yeah. They overlook the single most powerful element of a real estate deal. The single most powerful element of a real estate deal is the customer getting their key, going to their home, and opening up the door of their new house. That is the single most powerful moment in a real estate transaction.
0: So you're saying skip the settlement, right? Or do the
1: settlement. Because a lot of these settlements now you're going to be able to do online. Do the settlement and pick the customer up with a fucking limo and take them out to their new home and have it catered. Yeah, because that's the key, right? That's the emotion. Dude, dude, like what could you possibly be thinking? Oh, wait, wait, you already know everything. See, the real estate agent is the smartest guy in the world. That's why he goes to the bank to cash his check right away instead of going to the person's home. And that's where the real congratulations is. I I could go further, but just put my email address in the show notes. I'll train you. I'll train anybody how to show a home and sell a home. So what's a better... Okay, so let's talk. Let's keep it like, you know, instead of what not to
0: do, which we know, you know, obviously you don't agree with the whole qualification
1: of, of buyers it's a oh, come on it's the dumbest thing in the whole world just you know what like me and maybe i'll like you back so how do you do that right let's uh, you know
0: and this agent okay. agents are listening they've been trained from day one qualify 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 you don't want to waste your time with someone with bad credit you don't want to waste oh, your God. time with somebody who's not serious qualify 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 flip the switch
1: how how should okay you do it uh, let me give you both scenarios Guy walks into a. <laughs> it's a true story. Guy walks into a real estate company with his wife, and he's there with the real estate agent, who's agent on duty. You ever see those signs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people could there be any day. dumber sign on the planet? Agent on duty. Anyway, you walk in and they start this qualifying question crap of how much you want to spend. Do You have a house to sell. What's your mortgage? That kind of crap. I would not do that if I was the real estate agent. I would sit them down and I would say. Do you want cream in your coffee or do you want your coffee black? Or would you like something else like water or soda or something like that? And then I would look at either the husband or the wife, whoever was talking the most. And I would say, I would ask, tell me about the bedroom that you grew up in. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, let's, now, slow, let's slow this down. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. You're remembering your brother, your sister. The fights that you had with your siblings in your bedroom could throwing them out of your bedroom if you're the oldest or the youngest child, your parents, maybe they're living, maybe they've passed on. But the flood of memories that comes across your forehead in two seconds from the home that you grew up in, or maybe the homes that you grew up in, because we had several, that creates an emotional connection immediately. And from there, I can go and branch out to any number of questions, for example, is that the kind of bedroom that you would like for your kid? Mm. Now, now, I'm deep, deeply emotionally involved. People don't give a shit what the cost of the house is. A $400,000 house or a $500,000 house means nothing to the customer if they can afford it. They may have a budget of three fifty, dollars but they can spend five hundred. dollars
0: yeah, they always do. That's why the old saying buyers are liars exists among the agent community because buyers are liars just means that they always end up buying something this that is what they, they tell you that they right.
1: wanted. Yeah. They tell you buyers are liars. What they don't say is the one for the agent. Agents are douchebags. <laughs> they don't say that
0: part. They leave that part out. And they're douchebags because they don't, what you're saying is the buyers aren't lying. They're just not being asked the right questions.
1: Right. Um, There's no connection there's no connection why are you asking me questions that are none of your business
0: yeah i mean the, the agent asks them you know they, they tell them oh we want a two-story house we want you know four bedrooms and we have to have three bathrooms and then they end up buying a a one-story rancher with right with, with one and a half right. bathrooms, and they're like they lie they, 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 they i cannot believe it they're the biggest okay so in the world. yeah yeah
1: So I'm going to have two pieces of paper. And on those two pieces of paper, I'm going to have 20 things about a home. Upstairs, washer and dryer, full basement, fireplace, big kitchen, whatever. And I'm going to give one piece of paper to the husband and one piece of paper to the wife and say, check these boxes of what you've got to have in your house. Yeah. I've just qualified the guy without asking one damn question. Correct? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now... I, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, I can guarantee you 80% of anything that's on this paper. So I'm going to give you the papers back, and I want you to circle the box that you checked if you got to have it in a house. It's a deal breaker if you don't have it. Uncompromisable. Bingo. Now, I've just taken 10 minutes of the time with coffee, found out about the bedroom that they grew up in, learned all about their family, and now I know 80% of what they want in a house. How am I doing so far? Yeah,
0: it's just a connection level.
1: Do I give a shit if they've ever missed a mortgage payment, really? Yeah,
0: don't I don't know me? the agents are asking that, but I think they're asking, you know, do you, certainly do you have a house to sell? Have you been pre-qualified by a lender? You know. Come
1: on, come on. Those questions are, they're, I think they're insulting. And don't tell me you're just trying to help me. That's, that's, a, bigger, that's a bigger lie than a buyer. Hmm. You're not trying to help me. You're trying to qualify me. yeah. So why don't you to say, hey, I need to qualify here for just a minute. Would you mind if I ask you some questions that are none of my fucking business <laughs> <laughs> let's let's flip
0: let's flip this to selling a house right like have you've you, you've obviously you've transacted houses you've worked yeah. with realtors so th- th- so the real interviewed, st- you've interviewed realtors right to sell your
1: house oh houses. sure oh sure <laughs> if i don't I have an agent, a buyer's agent if I don't like the seller's agent, I bring in my buyer's agent yeah, yeah.
0: Let's talk about agents that come to like, let's say Jeffrey Gittimer is yeah. selling selling his house and he's a piece of real estate. He's interviewing five agents to pick mm-hmm. one for the job. You know, tell me what agents are doing wrong on a listing appointment and tell me what they should be doing specifically to get that listing and beat out the other four agents.
1: Okay. If I'm going to sit down with this person, he wants to sell a house. I'm going to try to find out what his history of real estate has been. Then I'm going to find out how much participation from me would, would they prefer. Do they want me to handle the whole thing or do they want to be involved in the process?
0: Okay, so let's, let's slow this down, right? So, so first of all, you're going to find out what his history of real estate has been.
1: Why are you asking how is that relevant? Because if the guy has never sold a house before, that tells me one thing. If a guy has sold 10 houses before, that tells me another. And what's it tell I you? know it tells me that their experience, that they've had good experiences and bad experiences. If this is the first house they've sold, they've had no experience. So you find all that out and you tell me about your
0: last couple of sales. Tell me about your last couple of yeah. listing agents. Yeah, exactly.
1: And what are they hoping for? What do you I want, want to know, relationship? I want to know what they're hoping for. Because if they explain their hope, now I have an emotional connection. If they don't explain their hope, then I only have a logical connection. We need 550,000 out of this house. Well, that that's logic. And I, so I'd want to know, well, where are you guys planning on moving? And why, how come you're moving there? Now, I try not to ask why, but I, I use how come instead. It's a little softer. How come, you, how come you guys are moving there? Well, it's the bigger opportunity. To, so it's pretty urgent that we get this house sold, correct? Yeah, Okay, so let's look at it from the perspective of what's the best way to get a home sold. Fair enough? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, it may mean that you have to stage some things. It may mean you have to make it look a little bit nicer when the the customer potentially comes in to buy it. I'm going to need 10 fun facts about your house, like how close is the school, what's the best restaurant nearby, do you play golf? What, what do you do for recreation? How far is that away? Which neighbor should we meet?
0: Wait a minute. Let's slow this Which,
1: down. Which neighbors? What does that mean? Well, if you think I'm going to walk out of a house for a half a million dollars and knock on the, and not knock on the door next door, you're incorrect. But I guarantee you there's two or three neighbors in the neighborhood that love the neighborhood, love you, and they're going to they're sell the house for you as a testimonial.
0: Well, you know what? That's that's very true. When we sold our last house, like my daughters used to, when they were teenagers, they used to do this thing called the Neighborhood Olympics. It was just a goofy thing that they organized. And then they had all the kids in the neighborhood and they would do Olympic events and have medals and all this shit. And the, the people, they didn't buy our house, but they bought a house up the street that was for sale. When they bought it, they came down to talk to us because right. they'd heard about the neighborhood Olympics that my daughters right. put on, and they wanted their kids. They, they had two daughters, too, to be, like, involved in that sort of, of fun uh, upbringing. In the, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it was very important to them about, you know,
1: the other kids on the street. So Of course, yeah. of course. Now, let me throw one other thing at you. Let's talk about the, the, the home tour itself. Mm-hmm. You bring somebody into a house that you have pre-selected. You know these are the five best homes that are on the market. These are the three best homes on the market. We're going to take a look at them, and don't say anything until we're outside the house. Don't say anything until we're until outside. we're outside
0: the house. Now we're back with buyers again, right? We're correct. Okay, we're back with buyers.
1: Don't say anything until we're outside the. You house. You can talk to yourself. You can, you know, but to evaluate this property, I want you to see the whole property. Okay. Okay. Now. The real estate agent goes around the house and goes, uh, this is the kitchen, and uh, this is the master bedroom. Oh, really? It's the master bedroom? Yeah, it's 16 by 19. Really? I don't believe you. Let's take out a tape measure and measure it. What do you tell me it's 16 by 19 for? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want to know I want to know where will the TV go? Yeah. That's more important to me than 16 by 19, isn't it, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then... I'm going to go, oh, and this is the walk-in closet. No shit, the walk-in closet. You mean you walk in? No, you douchebag. You turn to the woman and you you say, will all of your clothing fit in this closet? Because if it won't, this house is out and I can end the tour right now. And And then tell me about the outside. You get outside and then what happens? I'm going to get outside the house and I'm going to go, Tell me about the landscaping that you love. And do you have someone else do the landscaping or do you guys do it yourselves? Now I know who I'm, I'm I know exactly who I'm dealing with. Oh, yeah, I love mowing the lawn on a Sunday. Great. Oh, yeah, I plant a garden there. Great. Because if it's all rocks and there's hardly any grass, that's not my house. Right.
0: If you're, if you're a therapeutic lawnmower, which means that these guys that just, Mow lawns for therapy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. Though. And drink a beer, you know, whatever. Then, uh, then, yeah. If you got a rocky yard or, or something, it's just not going to work. So, I, I, so right. what I'm, what I'm hearing is, you know, you know, so many agents are show and tellers, right? They're showing and telling, and you're saying zero percent yeah, show and tell. It's like no, no, right? Only thing you're allowed to right. do is ask questions. Right?
1: Where will your TV go? Come on, dude. That's what you want to know. Will all your living room furniture fit in this room? No, we're going to probably buy new furniture. Okay, cool. I have a deal with the furniture store. We can get you 20% off. Here's their card. Whether you buy from me or not, here's their card. Yeah. But the guy is is the real estate agent is way too smart for the customer. And so I'm going to say, dumb it down. Be an idiot. Be curious. You know, it's is, is downstairs where you want the washer and dryer because there's a trend right now of having washers and dryers on the top, on the second floor. Hmm. And new, a lot of new homes that are built have the laundry room upstairs because that's where the laundry goes. You don't have to drag it up and down the steps. Somebody finally figured it out. Like, hey, Frank Lloyd Wright, put, the, you know, put it where it's supposed to go. So, so I'm, I'm challenging the people that are in your industry hmm. that they are not thinking for themselves. They're thinking for their wallet. They're trying to get the guy qualified, get the guy to a home, get the guy to buy a home, whether they love it or not, so they can get a commission, so they can get to the next person. And then they go, oh, I appreciate referrals. Seriously? <laughs> you appreciate referrals? Oh, I thought that you just took referrals for granted because you're so good. Why are you asking me for a referral? My, I have a financial planner. He's been my financial planner for close to 20 years now. He's never asked me for a referral, ever. I've only given him about 30. Hmm. Hmm. And it's just because he, because you want. To. He's damn good. He's one of the top 10 in the world. Yeah. And people with money, I know this is crazy, No other people with money. Of course. Yeah. yeah. They don't live next door to the, to the guy, you know, working as a clerk in Nordstrom's. Right. And not, not, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I don't want to offend the Nordstrom clerks. Um, <laughs> no but picket line, Norsome. Oh yeah, oh, just totally, <laughs> totally. But, but the challenge that you have is that there are like-minded people. If you're going to buy a half a million dollar house, it's likely you already live in one, and you live next door to people who might be selling their house or looking for another house. I mean, why would you wreck that network? Mm-hmm. Why would you not cultivate that network?: Yeah.
0: Let me ask you this there's there's uh, you probably don't know about this but in the real estate industry now there's there's several lawsuits out that their whole intent of these lawsuits against National Association of Realtors against all the major real estate companies the whole intent uh, of these at the end of the day is to decouple the real estate commission what that means is you know instead of the seller paying this commission for the buyer so the buyer could just be like you know I don't care about commission because I don't have to pay it and I'm just going right. to work with an agent that I like, they're right. suddenly going to have to pay the commission. And a lot of agents are, are afraid that what that means is the commission for the buyer agent will then shrink, right? Because the, the buyer agent is going to have to prove their worth. And so. Oh, my, geez, imagine that. Right. So, yeah. so, my question to you is how, let's say this does happen right? And, and there's a reason I'm saying it now before it, before it happens or doesn't happen. It's just because more and more buyer agents are having to prove their worth because of technology, because of competition. There's more agents in the, in the workforce now than ever before. So mm-hmm. it's good practice for an agent to have to prove their worth. And this kind of gives them an edge to start learning now in case it does happen. So what would you recommend an agent do if they were in a situation in a hypothetical world where the buyer would say, you know, okay, your commission is this much, what are you going to do? 3%. What are you going to do?
1: 3%, 1%, whatever it is. Whatever okay. It is, what are you going to do for that cash? I'm going to say this whatever you tell me pales in comparison to what others tell me you have done. Wait a minute, slow that down. Whatever you tell me pales in, pales com- in comparison to what others tell me you have done. You, you and your wife look in the paper, and you see a full-page ad for a movie that's transformational. It's amazing. It's five-star review. And you walk out of your house, and you see your neighbor go, Hey, we're going to that transformational movie. And your neighbor goes, Yeah, we saw it last night, and it sucks. <laughs> You're going to go? No. Right, Exactly. So, if you're the buyer's agent, I'm going to want to talk to five people who have already paid you, Mm. who love you, and you're worth the money. Mm. Where's that testimonial? Yeah. Because I'm not going to believe you. You're a real estate agent. You're trying to, quote, help me. I don't want your help. I want a house of my dreams. So, the whole concept that's what I want.
0: Yeah. The whole concept of, uh, you know, they're going to have to prove their worth or sell their worth. Is is a nothing burger. It's basically they're not going to have to do shit. Basically, it's going to have to come from other people and the agents, with the biggest fans,
1: the agents with the biggest sphere of influence that are right. They're going to win. They're going to win. Now, I'm going to if if you come to me, if I go to you as a buyer's agent, and I say, Mr. Jones, let me help you and let me explain how I help you. I check the documentation. I look at the contracts. I make sure that everything in these contracts is in your favor to the best of my ability. And when it's done, you're going to have to, you'll, you'll pay a fee based on a percentage of the house sale of a point of 1.5% one, one to me for doing this. And I don't want you to say okay or not okay until you listen to three customers of mine from the last year or so that have done this and why they did it. Because my fee pales in comparison to what I can save you from either risk or cash dollars when it comes to insuring your home or making certain that the home is safe, that it passes all the inspections, or making sure that there's never been any major damage to your home. Because sometimes houses look really nice, but there's been a tree through the roof. And so I'm I'm here to protect you. If it was me, I, you know, I'd probably go a little bit further, but I, let's keep it professional. <laughs> I, 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 I want to make sure that when you buy a home and you pay all this money for the home, that your investment is secure. That's what I'm about. Yes, I'll take care of all the details. Yes, I'll make sure that, the, you know, but you're, you're making a half a million dollar investment, a $250,000 investment. It's, it's as large an investment as you're going to make in the world I want to make sure it's secure. That's how I earn my dollar. And don't take my word for it. Here's my social proof. You don't do shit. to a, You don't go to a restaurant until you go into Yelp. You don't go to a hotel until you've gone to TripAdvisor. And the whole world runs right now on a five-star review. Yeah. So put your own thing up there and tell people to rate you on your stars. Yeah, of course. I mean, what, what, what happens though?
0: You know, you got agents now with three, 400 reviews, you know, at what point does it become too many reviews? Or too nope. Many, never, 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 never. So you should you know what
1: thousands if, and thousands of them. Right? If a guy has a thousand reviews, I know, I know two things. Number one, this guy's pretty good. And number two, people are telling the truth about the guy because eventually the truth is going to come out. So I'm going to look at the last 10 I'm going to look if there's any one-stars. I'm going to see what the one-stars say, and then I'm going to ask to call a couple. Call a couple the
0: one-stars? You know, because that's interesting. I don't know how many people actually do that. I do that, and I kind of think it's just, just for fun almost, entertainment, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll sort by one-stars,
1: and cause some of them are funny, I, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they're well, funny. They <laughs> they well, they, they didn't show us the home we wanted. Like, okay, I'm discounting that one. You know, I don't want even want you as a customer. You're a pain in the ass.
0: Well, and but but here's the thing with the with the whole five star thing. If 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 it's okay, I think it's if it's anonymous. I I almost think it's better if it's some sort of anonymousness to it, or some sort of culture where you're allowed to do it because. Uh, I think that uh, people that let's say you sell me a house and then you go and, and say, hey, give me a give me a review, please. If you're happy, give me a five star review and I give you a three star and I'm, I'm, I am I'm take a chance of bumping into you in the realist in the in the supermarket or or one of you might call me and say, hey, why'd you give me a three star? People are embarrassed. Right. By that. So I think All they right. they lean to the side of giving a five star, even though they're thinking three. With real estate because it's more of a relational thing where with yelp it's 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 like my name on yelp is my name and my first initial i'm a real person i'm verified but it's, it's not like facebook where they they know everything about me what my kids name are my mom's name everything is right, right on
1: facebook right you know so so yeah well if you did a great job people will not hesitate to give you a great rating If you did a mediocre job, you need to know that. The person who gives you the three-star is helping you. You should call that person up on the phone and thank them and then proactively fix what they said was wrong. Maybe you were late for appointments. Maybe you gave a half-hearted presentation. Maybe you didn't help them with the bank like you said you were going to do. But whatever it was, don't be doing that again. And I would go out of my way to build a relationship with the three-star person so eventually they come back and tag their... Their their piece. I just had somebody give my little gold book of Yes Attitude a crappy review, and <laughs> and he called up on the phone to buy something. This guy was a douchebag, a total <laughs> douchebag. And but, we didn't know. Say, I that we that did not. He was he, he no. He was all about. Uh, we didn't do something fast enough or whatever. So I said, you know, give it to him for nothing and send him another book. And he modified his his one-star review we didn't even know about it. he goes i i just want you to know that i went into your review on for the little gold book and i modified it (laughs) i earned that
0: yeah i didn't ask him you you almost have to uh, right you earned it that's the key right you almost have to earn it back so you get a three-star review you go you know my goal in life is going to be to earn that back i'm going to you know make sure that I'm at your beck and call that, that if you need anything
1: that I'm your man and I'm going to check in. Right. When, see, okay. but like, when you know everything you tend to blame when you don't know everything, you take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. You go to a restaurant, you go to a restaurant and your server is shitty and you leave a, a, almost no tip. And he goes home or she goes home to their spouse and says, bunch of lousy tippers. No, no, dude, you sucked because <laughs> somebody right next to you is making a ton because they're friendly, because they're helpful, because they're fast, because they're accurate, whatever, whatever it is. And if you get a one-star anything, there's a reason. You earned that one star. Fix it. Just fix it. And one of the things that, that online allows you to do is respond. You get a one-star review, you, you answer back. And not to make an excuse, but to say, hey, um, thanks, for this, thanks for this analysis. Here's what I'm doing to fix it. So that anybody coming online that sees a one-star review can say, okay, I've, I've started to do this, 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 and this.
0: Yeah, I'm conscious of it. You know, I've had that on Yelp. I've, I've blown up some restaurants on Yelp, and the manager will go, you know, I checked on that, and you're right. I'm sorry the bread was stale. Exactly. Uh, you know, da, 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 da. Uh, if you if you ever come back, please find me. My name is James. And, you know, your meal's on me or something. Exactly. Like you know I mean? Give me a crab cake. <laughs> you guys are famous for that, aren't you? That's all you have there, <laughs> crab cakes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be famous for something. I don't know how they come up with
1: it. Well, a, I let statement. me tell you what. They don't call them Maryland crab cakes in Maryland because you're already in Maryland. They just call them crab cakes. Just understand that. If, if yeah. you – on a menu, if you if you're, if you're in Atlanta and you see a uh, menu item that says Maryland crab cakes, it tastes like shit. They don't understand crab cakes, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: absolutely. So, so what? Your first, your uh, little red, red book is selling,
1: right? What what year yeah. did it come out?
0: Two thousand and ready.
1: Two yeah. thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Right. So it we... has sold. Listen, it has sold in America more than a million copies, wow. more than 5 million copies globally. And i the only thing that I've changed in there is the copyright page. It's now in its 29th printing. Okay. The, so- Little, Red, the Little Red Book of Selling made the Wall Street Journal bestseller list 103 straight weeks. It's, I, it blew me away. I've never changed the word. I'm not going to change the word. It'll be a book that any time... I meet somebody and they go, yeah, yeah, my boss gave me that on my first day on the job. Everybody's boss gives it to them because they know it's a book they can read and relate to. It tells you how to be a better person. It tells you why people buy. It tells you how to network. It tells you how to ask questions. It tells you how to kick your own ass. You know, I'm not going to come to your house and go, you can get up, Billy. Come on, you can do it. You can." Do it. I'm not going to do that. You wake your own damn self up. And there's no participation trophy in sales. You either get a commission or you're broke. Those are the two out. You're either in first place or you're dead tied for dead last. <laughs> first and
0: last. So, so let's say there's an agent listening, right? Tupelo, Mississippi. They sold 20 houses last year. They, you know, they keep meeting people that are selling 60 houses, but they can't get above that hump from for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. H- help, help them. What, what can they do? You know, what's what's one or two things that you could do to that that, that, that you know probably without even meeting them that they're doing wrong?
1: They're not staying in touch with the customer who bought the home because they think this guy's not going to be a customer of mine for another five years. They're not there's no value messaging that they're using continually to follow up with that customer. How to keep my attic warm in the in the winter and cool in the summer, how not to have my driveway crack. Uh, where are the three most vulnerable places that a crook will break into my home? How do I keep my streets safe for my kids? Where's the best place to go play golf? They're not staying in touch with any kind of value messaging. They're just trying to get another listing. Uh, do you know anybody that might be buying a house? You know, uh, you know, I work from referrals. Can I really appreciate them? Hey, douchebag, don't ask me for a referral. Earn a referral because this There's is a value of- that you – there's a lot of coaches
0: that teach now, you know, Jeffrey, this, this is a uh, great to see you. This is a business call. Um, you know, I'm calling to see who, you know, that Oh my God in the next six months.
1: So you hate yeah. that. No, I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you obviously have me confused with someone who gives a shit click. I'm from Philly. We, we don't care. Why are you asking me these questions that uh, here's the deal? You call me up, say, hey, I'm so happy I completed the transaction. I was wondering if you knew anybody else that might want their home sold or want to list their home or want to buy a home. Um, I would appreciate it very much. And the guy says, well, I can't think of anybody right now. I'll, I'll call you in about a week. And a week goes by, and, you know, and the guy did not call. And you call back in two weeks and go, hey, um, you probably are too busy to, to bust me I'm just calling you back to see if you've found anybody that might be interested in, in, cause you're in my tickle file and you go, no, I haven't thought of anybody yet. And you hang up. They will never take your call again ever because they perceive you as a taker, not a giver.
0: Mm, listen to I that don't,
1: guys. Your, your voice, your voice
0: goes right into their voicemail
1: after that. Right. Forever. Hi, I'm the taker that wants a referral. I'm the taker, the guy that just wants a referral. I don't really give a shit if you live or die. But if you know anybody who wants to sell their house, uh, I would appreciate it because I run my business on referrals. No schmuckhead. You run your business on relationships. You don't run your business on referrals. You run your business on relationships. That will automatically earn you referrals. And most of the people out there, they're, they're so smart. You know, they got a referral one year. And they think that's how it's going to work. They got lucky. And it's it's just taking it back to
0: like your financial planner, right? You've 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 referred thirty people to your financial planner. Now I I don't know what he charges, and I don't know his name, so so it doesn't matter. So you you know, but let's say they go to meet him, and he says, "Hey, I charge two percent, right? A management fee. You give me a million dollars, you know, it's going to cost you twenty grand a year or whatever." But the the to manage it right because that that 's how they roll you know i don 't know if that person's really going to be like, "Oh well, the other guy down the street is going to do a point and half. a half point and a half i don't know <laughs> if that, i don't think that's going to happen right I think no. and I think the same thing pertains to real estate agents right if buyer agents and uh, you know have to prove their worth, which they do now, but they don 't have to talk about it in monetary sense, but if it does come down to that you know, that's how they're going to do it. That's how you're going to make the higher commission than the other guy. Uh, and, and I guess with listings too, you know, because with listings, you've, you, you've got to talk commissions with listings. So you got to be like, this is what I charge, right? And the, the other guy is
1: going to be, this is what I charge. If you're a buyer and you want to buy a half a million dollar house, I'm going to say one of two things to you and you pick which one you want. I sold 74 homes last year, and I'm probably the highest grossing real estate agent in this entire region. That's number one. Number two, Mr. Jones, I'm glad you chose me and flattered that you chose me. I'm going to find for you in this neighborhood the home of your dreams within the parameters of what you're looking for, and if I can't find it with what I've got, I'm going to find it from anybody in the entire city, I will. I, whether you buy it from me or not, I'm going to find you the home that you're looking for. Fair enough. Do I need somebody that tells me they sold 72 homes, or the guy's going to buy and find me the home of my dreams?
0: Why is it that agents do that? Why is it that agents are like because am the, the number spe- one agent of my yeah. office for non-17 years, and wife yeah, yeah, teams. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: you don't want to know assistant. my. You don't want to know my answer. Because they are so full of themselves that they actually believe that they're good. Oh, I don't need to know how good you are. I need to know how you're going to help me. Because I'll take the word of somebody that says, listen, I'd like to to tell you that that I'm the number one agent. I'm not. I'd like to tell you I've been doing this for 17 years. I'm not. But I'm going to work so hard for you that it'll blow your doors off and I'm going to find you exactly what you're looking for because that's who I am. Okay, cool.
0: But I think they're concerned, like there, there's a guy that used to run in my market. He still does, I believe. He says, I'm not number one, you are. And I loved the concept. Oh, that's cool. about that yeah. But at the same time, you have to worry about, you know, Does that mean, is that going to hurt him? You know, because he's saying he's not the top agent. Is there a reason he's not the top agent?
1: Yeah, let me throw something at you. I'm going to get a jump drive. And the jump drive is going to be in the shape of a key. It's going to fit into your laptop. And say, look, I'm not the number one agent, but I am the best agent. I'm the agent that's going to bring you the best value. But I don't want you to take my word for it. This is a jump drive in the shape of a key and on it are seven testimonials from people that chose me because I was not the number one agent. I'd like you to take a look at those. And if you think I'm your best guy, give me a buzz. And their phone numbers and email are on there and they'd be happy to talk to you. Bingo. Bingo. Sure. I Listen, there are real estate agents in Charlotte. You know, I, I own a lot of, of residential slash commercial real estate. I've dealt with 20 real estate agents in the city, three of whom I would trust with my life, and I'll refer them on video anywhere anywhere I have to, because I believe in them. And somebody who's going to spend money quarter million, half a million, two million on a piece of property, they want to have faith that that agent's going to be the best that they can be for them. And Not that I don't care.
0: What, what, how do you make your top three, which is 15%? How, how do you not end up in the 85% of Jeffrey Gittimer's list and do
1: end up in the 15%? Number one, you're on time. Number two, you don't waste my time. Number three, you have done your homework. You're ready for me. You're ready to show me. You're ready to talk to me. And you, I'm, you make sure that you're protecting me. Uh, Jeffrey, when we come to a closing, we're going to use my guy as a closing agent. He's the best in the city. okay, great. and you know you don't understand the closing agent is, can make or break a deal, and this guy is absolutely the best. okay, great. I also have a list of twenty five people that I deal with that I've been dealing with for the last ten years, whether it's a new carpet or drywall or a ceiling or a roof or lawn maintenance. these are people that I trust. They don't pay me any money, but we have an ongoing relationship. Sometimes they refer somebody to me. Sometimes I refer somebody to them. I'm not saying that you need to use these people. I'm just saying that I trust these people. I would use these people. Do something beyond the fucking commission. What are you doing beyond the commission that's going to help me in my life and my lifestyle? That's what every real estate agent has to ask themselves. And right now they don't. They go to closings they get their check, they cash their check. Meanwhile, the neighbor, the, the, their, their new customer is putting the key in the door of their new house and that real estate agent is not there. What a <laughs> fool.
0: <laughs> and that is a great way to end this. I mean, that is a full circle there as far as, you, you know, that vision of being yeah. there and walking them across that threshold uh, is <laughs> probably the most important thing. If you don't go to anything, Right. Go to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You you don't have to go to the closing, go to the opening.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about your free gift, buddy. As you
1: know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift and uh, that's part of the deal. Right. Okay. I'm going to bring, I was going to do a Lamborghini, but then I figured these guys (laughs) are real estate agents. They already have one. (laughs) So I decided to bring my little ebook of listening and there's, there's several kinds of listening. I'm, I'll give you two real quick. Listening with the intent to understand versus listening with the intent to respond. When, you're, when, when someone says, well, uh, does this house have a warranty? Oh, yeah, it's got warranty. No, no. You don't understand. You're just responding. When you go to church or synagogue, you don't interrupt the priest when they're giving their sermon, correct? You just no. listen with the intent to understand. Right. So if you're going to respond, respond with a question, not a statement. So about the warranty, does this house have a warranty? I, it, it has a standard warranty, Mr. Jones. What kind of warranty were you looking for? Mm, okay. Did you want one about bugs and termites or did you just want one about the structure? Okay, and this little book is free ebook. Basically, goes all into that in detail. Yeah, nothing for real estate. Well, I, you know, there may be a real estate example in there. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's it, all relative, right? I mean, exactly. Be yeah. careful if you're a real estate agent. Be careful when you read this ebook because you may actually learn something. <laughs> and <laughs> for when you already know everything and you actually learn something, you go, "Oh, wait, I wasn't expecting that." Let me read this again. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, now, hey, Pat, this, you're, you're doing a great service for the real estate industry. Thank A you. great service. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's a pleasure.
0: And guys, yeah. if you want to get more info on uh, Jeffrey, see all of his 15 books and see, you know, everything that he's doing. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Hybendigital.com backslash Jeffrey Gittemer. G-I-T-O-M-E-R. That's G-I-T-O. M E R. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I'll, and I'm going to put the free ebook there and I will also put it in the agent success toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to four, 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 nine, nine, nine. Jeffrey, this has been a blast buddy. If I'm ever in, Hey, you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? So yeah, just, uh, you I'm, got, that, I'm not too far from it. Cause I got uh, where I spend most of my time is in Charleston. So I'll look you up. If I'm hey, we go there. to uh, wild dunes all the time. Okay. I live in Folly Beach, so.
1: Not far away. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get together then. RP, we, could, we could go out for dinner. We could fight over the check. You could win. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Beautiful, man. Well, thanks it's so a, much. I really
1: appreciate it. Total pleasure. I'll talk to you soon.